This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. You know, many of us remember the case of Lyle and Marie McCann. They were the two retirees who went missing while they were on a road trip between Alberta and BC. And this was back in 2010. I know it seems like a long time ago. Well, it took a long time to get some resolution to their case as well. It wasn't until 2017 that Travis Vader was convicted of manslaughter in connection with their presumed deaths and received a life sentence. We say presumed deaths because their bodies have never been located. Travis Vader never admitted to killing the McCanns. Have a listen to this global news report on the case from back in 2016. Lyle and Marie McCann left for a vacation in July 2010 and were never seen again. Despite a mostly circumstantial case, there was no doubt in Justice Denny Thomas's mind. I conclude beyond a reasonable doubt that Mr. Vader in one manner or another caused the death of Lyle and Marie McCann. It's the first verdict in a criminal trial in Alberta, broadcast and streamed live. The justice said Vader was a meth addict who happened upon the McCanns. A robbery turned violent and they were both murdered. Vader was charged with two counts of first-degree murder, but the justice says there was no evidence that it was pre-planned. That's why he convicted him of second-degree murder. Linking the facts I have found, there is no question that Mr. Vader committed homicide. The McCanns are dead. They were the subjects of violence that caused bloodshed. I am surprised by it, yes. Vader's DNA was found in the McCann's SUV. He used the couple's cell phone, but his lawyer maintains his client's innocence. There will be an appeal based upon what we think are errors uh, in the judgment. All the while, the most important evidence is still missing. The McCann's remains have never been found something that still pains their children after so many years. I hope that someday, somehow, you will be found. And unfortunately, that still hasn't happened. So that was a global news report from back in 2016. And it has been very difficult, understandably, for the family and the friends of the McCanns. They still have no idea where their loved ones are. So now a local MP believes that he has the fix for difficult situations like this. Dane Lloyd is the MP for Sturgeon River Parkland in Alberta. On March 1st, he introduced a private member's bill in the House of Commons that would create consequences for convicted killers who refuse to provide information regarding the location of the body or remains of their victims. And he joined us earlier to tell us about this bill. Well, thank you so much for joining us on this topic today. First of all, tell us about this bill that you have tabled. Well, uh, my bill, uh, C-437, an act to amend the Criminal Code, the Corrections and Conditional Release Act, and the Prisons and Reformatories Act, uh, kind of a long name. Uh, we call it McCann's Law, named after Lyle and Marie McCann of St. Albert, Alberta, uh, who were tragically murder- murdered in 2010, and their bodies uh, have yet to be recovered. Um, this legislation uh, follows through on a campaign promise I made uh, during my nomination and election campaign in October 2017, uh, where I pledged to introduce legislation uh, regarding parole in the case where an offender refused to cooperate and provide authorities uh, with the location of their victim's remains. Okay, now how would that work, Mr. Lloyd? So uh, this bill takes a number of approaches. Uh, so first off... Uh, during the sentencing uh, period, so when somebody has been found 
uh, guilty uh, of, uh, of murder and has not cooperated to find the location of the remains, uh, it becomes an aggravating sentence at factoring. And we're very clear here that uh, the judge, if the judge finds that there is relevant information, but that relevant information is being withheld, then the judge has the discretion to to make this an aggravating factor and also to um, place an order that uh, that they uh, be considered uh, ineligible for parole for a period of uh, right now you're eligible for parole at one third of your sentence served mm-hmm. doesn't mean you'll get parole uh, but now under this legislation it would be one half of your sentence served or ten years which uh, adds uh, years onto uh, the parole ineligibility. Okay, and is this? And I understand that you you say that you've done the work on this, and that it you've worked around any kind of constitutionality issues. I mean, I believe we have. I mean, we. I, I had a crown prosecutor, a retired crown prosecutor, assist me with the drafting of this legislation. It went through the uh, parliamentary legal drafters. Um, of course, the McCann family has been involved at all steps of the way to ensure that. Uh, that they felt this legislation uh, respected their wishes and also would be effective. And I believe because we preserved the discretion for the parole board and for uh, judges to decide uh, the appropriate use of this tool, we're giving them the tools to get justice for families, and I believe that they should use these tools. I'm, I'm curious, though, Mr. Lloyd, like, how would this work? Like, what about the cases of the wrongfully convicted? I mean, Canada, we know of at least a couple of dozen people who have been convicted and put in jail but later on, we find out they're innocent. People like David Milgard, Stephen Truscott, Guy Paul Moran. What if someone didn't do it? And could this bill keep them in prison for life anyway, because they didn't admit to something that they didn't do? Absolutely. I mean, uh, like something we never want to do in the justice system is have somebody uh, who's wrongfully convicted. And basically, I believe it's up to the courts. And in this case, it would be an appeal court. If we hear new evidence uh, that, you know, somebody may not be guilty, uh, then it's absolutely up to our appeals court, and, and I believe in our justice system, uh, although there have been mistakes in the past, like we need yeah. a justice system to do its job. This legislation, though, it's for offenders who are guilty. Uh, it doesn't make a judgment on whether or not the courts got uh, the evidence right or wrong. It just says that if, if the courts believe this person's guilty and convicts this person, then this law would be used. Right, but then these people were also convicted in a court and found guilty. So they they could have been subject to this. Exactly. And I mean, uh, it's not up to the parole board to basically second guess the, the judge and say, well, this person might have actually been innocent. That's not a provision in the parole board hearings. The parole board's job is to decide, has this person been rehabilitated? Does this person have a low risk to offend? And we're adding another case that says, has this person cooperated to find uh, the location of their victim's remains? And it's really up to our appeals court and our judicial system to uh, to fix any mistakes if somebody is uh, improperly convicted. Uh, but this legislation doesn't touch on that. Right. But the system isn't perfect, is it? No, absolutely not. Uh, but we're not going to basically say we can't convict anyone of anything because there's a there's a minor chance that that they could be innocent. I mean, then we couldn't have a working justice system. All right, so we also know that this is is this likely to even get passed, right? You've presented it, you've tabled it, but what's the likelihood it's going to move forward? Well, basically, um, when uh, when you get elected, especially in a by-election, there's actually a lottery uh, when, when first elected on uh, when you get selected to present your private member's bill, and this is a private member's bill that I've brought in. 
because I was elected in a by-election in October 2017, I was basically put near to the bottom of the lottery. And so my private member's bill uh, doesn't have enough time to be heard. But what I wanted to do was introduce this legislation. I've been working over a year to ensure that we could have the best, most constitutional and, and most effective legislation that we can get. I've introduced it so that I can enter the public debate now. We have a petition that just went out. It has just over 400 signatures so far. And basically, what I want to do is is make this a topic uh, in the next election. You know, what are we doing for victims and their families? And after the election, should I be uh, honored enough to be reelected by my constituents? I'll be I'll have a bill that's ready to go that can be introduced. I won't be at the bottom of the lottery like I am now, and hopefully have a chance to get this passed fairly quickly in the new parliament. Do we know how many cases there are like this? I know the the McCann case is awful for the family having to wait and wonder what happened, but how many cases are there like this out there? Well, I mean, there's several cases, uh, uh, like, uh, and, and luckily, I think it's quite fortunate that we don't have a great deal of these cases in this country. Uh, I think we're all thankful for that. But uh, we do have several cases. Uh, look at the uh, Dellen Millard case, for example. I mean, uh, they, they allegedly, while well, they were convicted of destroying the bodies of their victims using uh, an incinerator, and, uh, but there are remains, and they are somewhere, and they have not cooperated on those remains. Um, and, and basically, uh, there's other cases. Anecdotally, a colleague of mine, David Sweet uh, from Hamilton, uh, introduced legislation to amend the parole system in the past uh, due to a case, I don't know the exact name, but uh, a wife and daughter were killed. Their bodies were found in the Welland Canal, and the son's body has yet to be found. And the extended family, uh, the, the husband or the uh, husband was convicted, and the extended family wants to know uh, where the body of the young son is, and and the uh, the offender has not cooperated in that case. So there are. This isn't just an isolated case of Lyle Marie McCann. There are other cases across the country. All right, Mr. Lloyd. Thank you very much for your time. Well, Simi, thank you. I appreciate it. That's Dane Lloyd. He's the MP for Sturgeon River Parkland in Alberta.